When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Over the weekend, two of my uncles got into a fight. Well, it wasn't really a fight fight. And they were more like my imaginary play uncles. But the situation troubled me nonetheless. Obviously, it's never the sort of thing you want to see. But perhaps the more troubling part is that it was in full view of the whole world. Sunday evening at the 2022 Oscars, Will Smith slapped Chris Rock in the face after Rock's mention of Smith's wife, Jada Pinkett Smith. Will Smith later received the award for Best Actor and used his acceptance speech to mention his role as a protector and how, quote, art imitates life, end quote, and, quote, now I look like the angry father, end quote. Social media was promptly divided as to who had gone too far, Rock or Smith. Why did Chris Rock make a joke that could be connected to Jada Pinkett Smith's medical condition and subsequent hair loss? Why didn't Will Smith take his wife's hand and just walk out in protest? Regardless of the answers, we are left with a disturbing situation that played out on the world stage. We are left with the people that society tells us to try to emanate, looking like the very people society has come to fear, angry, violent Blacks. So what does it mean for the rest of us now that these two black entertainment icons have ended up in the situation? To find out, we are talking with a gentleman who hails from Chicago. You've seen him on BET's Comic View, Comedy Central, and HBO's P. Diddy's Bad Boys of Comedy. My guest today is none other than the one and only Damon Williams. This is our daily story, and I'm your host, Ramses Ja. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Ramses, and thank you for uh, breaking that down so eloquently because nobody else has. The internet is losing its mind over this moment. And as a comedian, man, I felt it from a different perspective, of course. I felt really bad for Chris Rock because sometimes in an impromptu moment, you know, we'll say some things that we might not regret, but, but you know, definitely, you know, take take back and say, well, maybe that that, that could have gone too far. Because what we have to realize is the consequence of words and jokes. Um, you could tell that Chris was on the teleprompter. Mm-hmm. You could tell he was very deliberate in that. And then he saw Jada and he was like, hey, I love you, Jada, which he prefaced the joke with. Hey, Jada, mm-hmm. I love you. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking forward to seeing you in G.I. Jane, too. Moving on. And that's something you do when you, you, you're you throwing out quips. He had just hit uh, Denzel about the uh, his, his Macbeth performance. So he was, you know, he was doing comedy things. And that's I can only imagine being a comedian on the Oscar stage with the pressures like already. So you want to get to the jokes and plus you don't want to read this corny teleprompter. You want to put them some of your own personality on. But the rule of thumb is with comedy for me and how I operate is the subject should be able to laugh at the joke. So if you don't want somebody to create a hashtag movement against you, let's say the LGBTQ, just for an example, then tell a joke that a gay person could laugh at. You know, where it's not a bashing situation. The the bottom line of humor should be funny. Now, was Will Smith correct in standing up for his wife and bum rushing the stage and and assaulting Chris Rock over a joke on the largest stage on the world in front of all of them white people? Let's start with that. Uh Um, I totally disagree with his actions. I think it was uncalled for. It's a better way to handle that. Um, But all of this could have been avoided 
if Chris Rock would just learn how to duck. <laughs> Come on, man. You got to know he wasn't coming up there to shake your hand. You'll stand there with your hands behind your back and take a straight slap to the face. And as a man, don't slap me. Punch me in my face. I'd have felt more dignified if you hit me with a you know, open hand slap me like I'm <laughs> your woman. What type of mess was that? But Chris, oh, no. uh, he, 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 he didn't he didn't square up. He didn't block. He didn't duck. Uh, and Will smacked him and turned his back and walked away. Everybody in the hood know you don't take your eye off your opponent. If you hit me and turn your back, that's when I pounce. Now, I commend Chris for his composure and the way he handled it. Uh, I commend Chris for taking a punch because he took it, even though he was a little, you know, <laughs> he was a little, he's a little flustered afterwards. In fact, I told somebody on a radio show, and I don't mean to ramble on, but um, he couldn't even finish reading the teleprompter. I said, Will Smith slapped the literacy out of Chris for a few seconds. <laughs> <laughs> he, he slapped him dumb. I ain't never seen nobody get the smart slap out of him. But <laughs> overall, it's unfortunate. And um, But it's historic now. And, and, and Chris Rock's tour is it's selling like crazy. Okay. So, so how do you think uh, Will Smith should have handled it? Okay, so he did the shout from, you know, keep my wife's name out your mouth. That that would have been enough, to be honest. If you okay. want to say, if you want to make a spectacle and make it known that he's not having it, that would he say, hey man, keep my wife's name out your mouth. We'll talk about this afterwards, you know. Um, but on the same token, it's a joke, you know, and, and jokes are jokes. And it wasn't, you know, even if he knew she had alopecia, which is unfortunate, uh, she she wears it with. She looks mm -hmm. great. And the G.I. Jane, she could actually play a, a very fierce G.I. Jane character. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's not taken so personal. But we don't know what Will's been going through, what he's, you know, what's built up with all of the stuff and all the entanglement and all that. Because, you know, the, the Internet is, is digging into all of that, saying, you know, it wasn't even about Chris. In his mind, he was slapping us all, you know, everybody that was making jokes. And he slapped everybody except Ale uh I'll just say I'll sing it. So somebody put up a meme, and I always like to give credit when I'm quoting somebody else. And I think the, uh, the the tweet is from it's I M M A N underscore A Don A D A D A N. Just so I get that out there, because I don't want nobody okay. coming back saying I stole the joke. But she said Chris could have could have sealed the deal if he would have after he got slapped. If he said, "Man, if Will is this mad in March, just think how pissed he gonna be in August." <laughs> <laughs> that was the funniest lad I've seen all across the internet. Oh, wow. And I want to get that person they shine for, for thinking of. Sure, sure. So how about this? Um you you mentioned that Chris Rock might have, you know, been uh, out of line for, for joking about G.I. Jane. How far is too far for a comedian to go? See, it depends on the, the circumstances because the, the rule of comedy actually is nothing is sacred. And, and that's always been the rule. I mean, if, if you find a tactful way to make it funny, you can talk about any topic. But when you're, when you're making a joke of a person that's sitting there on a world stage, you know, you just you try to find something. You be more general. But everybody have been up and been roasting people. That's what happens at these award shows. People get roasted. He just picked a, a sensitive subject. And maybe he should have just roasted Will if he had something to say about the two of them. They have a history. It's not like the first time Chris has ever roasted Jada before because he did in 2016. I don't know if you've seen that clip. I saw that, yes. Yeah. So, so enough is enough at a certain point. And, you know, pick somebody else. Plus, I mean, this might sound, you know, inappropriate or bigoted or whatever, but it was a room full of white people to talk about, Chris. Why attack the system? 
You know, we barely in the door at the Oscars. We had to boycott to get back in. Uh, it's a night when it's being produced by Will Packer and his team. You know, this was supposed to be the night that everybody should have been on their best behavior just to show that when we do what we do, look at the flavor we brought. They had the set was amazing. The presenters, uh, helpers, a lot of black women were helping with the trophies. We had D nice spinning lovely day played that night. My favorite song on earth by Bill mm. Withers. You know, the vibe was amazing. And then, you know, two brothers threw it off. Now, mind you, Chris was doing what Chris does and he's been known to do it. So Will was, the, in my my opinion, Will was the wrong here. I don't give a damn what Chris said. To him to go up there and approach that man and slap him on the face in that, on that, on that surface, you know, in, in a setting like that was out of pocket. And he knew who to pick. You know, Chris Rock weigh a buck 50. Of course, you can go up and slap Will Smith in the face. I bet he wouldn't have slapped Bernie Mac in the face. Mm. I bet, you know what I'm saying? Or would he have slapped Jimmy Kimmel in the face if he was hosting? Billy Crystal, you know? Come on. When we were doing a, a preparation for today's show, uh, our producer mentioned that, that uh, you know, Will Smith stands physically bigger than Chris Rock and that that might have factored into it. And we were pondering how it might have played out differently had it been a different comedian or someone with a different different stature. But anyway. Or, yeah, like, like Eddie Murphy. Like Eddie Murphy's an icon. No way Will Smith would have smacked Eddie Murphy. Yeah. You know, really. and Eddie got hands. But uh, I just I think he just felt like he could do that to to Chris because, you know, Chris doesn't have the same stature in the industry wise uh, okay. that Will has. And, and, you know, he felt I don't know. I don't know what he's thinking. Maybe maybe we don't know what Will is doing these days. You know, maybe he was high. Maybe he had too many drinks. <laughs> Anybody thought about that? Maybe Will out here getting high. He is doing a lot of uh, X game type activities. <laughs> he could be on something, man. So <laughs> it's all unfortunate when it when it's all said and done. So how about this? As a comedian, have you ever had a bad response from a joke that you've made on stage? You ever been in that situation? It wasn't even a joke I had, but I had a situation where I actually had a physical altercation on, sca on stage, man. I told this story to uh, my man Teddy Carpenter the other day, comedian, on his Instagram Live. Um, uh, I've worked in this club called TNT Comedy Hook. It's right on the outskirts of Chicago, Chicago borders with Indiana. Uh, and Gary, Indiana, you know, a lot of constituents came from that. And <laughs> this guy, I started to show, and I was like, hey, Gary in the house, blah, blah, blah. And this dude just started approaching the stage. I'm like, man, I don't know what you want, but if you come up here, I'm going to hit you with this mic. And he rushed me. I didn't, unprovoked, no reason. I still, to this day, don't know what he was on. Maybe he was high, too. Maybe it was something <laughs> I said you know, previously, or maybe he had his squad with him, like, man, this time I'm going to go up there, you know. But, you know, I had my business. Like, we tussled. We uh, rumbled down these three little steps and fell into the wall. It was drywall. We broke a hole in the wall. And then the uh, security came and snatched him up. And it was crazy because he had on this elaborate uh, jewelry. And he kept saying, I broke, hey, I lost my chain. That's a $5,000 chain. And you never say that in a room full of people from Chicago. Wait, I've never seen him, and he's never seen that chain again. But... <laughs> But yeah, comedians have had run-ins. Uh, DC Youngflat had a guy uh, rush him, and he he handled his business. Uh, Steve Brown got attacked on stage. But I try to, like I say, keep it lighthearted, man. And I've learned that, um, you know, if you tell a joke, make sure everybody in the room can laugh at it, including the person you're joking on. Very good. So how about this? You're a family man. How do you decide when and how it's appropriate to protect your family? See. Protection, when it comes to that, of course, as a man, you want to stand up for your wife and in circumstances like that. Because if people looked at the Will Smith situation, he was actually laughing 
And I don't know if he was still laughing at a previous joke, but he was also hit. It was probably a Hollywood laugh anyway, because you know the camera coming to you. So he probably was in the in the Will Smith laugh face. Sure. Um, and so once he noticed Jada's reaction, you know, of course that struck his heart and he wanted to protect her. Plus, he probably was already on shaky ground with her because anytime your wife is sleeping with somebody in your house, things are not going great with y'all. I don't care what the excuse is. So maybe he was trying to get back in. Who knows why, what the dynamics of that marriage is. But when it comes to me, I had to teach my son this because I had someone verbally attack me on, on social media and it was a big beef in a situation. But words are words, man. You know, talk all you want. Until you're physically uh, threatening a family member, words bounce off. You know, you got to be tactful because the thing of it is, you never know what can happen from you reacting to a situation. So if somebody say your mama and talk smack about your mama, your mama sitting right there and it hurts your mother's feelings. Then you go attack this person. Nowadays, even if you can fight, you win a fight, they're going to come back with the guns, you know? So you got to be very tactful. Now, mind you, I will stand up for my, my family's honor, but not to the point of jeopardy uh, when it comes to the overall situation sure. in the long run. You got to have a cool head prevail or you get them, you know, on the low, you know, you know, <laughs> You know, you let a sleeping dog lie, man. Revenge can be served cold. And, uh, you know, that way they don't even know where it's coming from. But, you know, if I if I felt like I really needed to get you, you'll get gotten. And it might happen six years later on your birthday. But not at the, the Oscars. You can't you can't react right away. You know, you got to use tact because it's nothing you can get away with in society. Now, there's cameras everywhere. So it's going to be repercussions, even if you are in the right for defending a person. Unless it's a stand your ground situation where, you know, you're physically being threatened and you can defend yourself and then, you know, you can be justified. And so it's going to be a camera or a video. Somebody going to get it. Now you got to deal with a court case. It might be a lawsuit. You know, you got to have tact. So yeah. I'm telling you, come for me. It'll come back, but you won't know when it's coming. I promise you that. <laughs> this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does. Or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger. Talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash B-I-N today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash B-I-N. Damon Williams is with us today. The writer, actor, and obviously very funny comedian is discussing the Will Smith, Chris Rock incident at the 2022 Oscar ceremony. Now, let's switch gears a bit here. You mentioned videos. For me, I cringe when I see videos of black people fighting at schools or after nightclubs, those videos being circulated online. I feel like white people watching the videos can further justify their fear of us and continue to relegate us to the margins of society. Taking a step back, do you think this Will Smith, Chris Rock incident reflects poorly on black people as a whole? 
It, it certainly does. But even though, to be honest, um, the way white people view celebrities, uh, it didn't come. It won't come across as some Negroes mess. You know what I'm saying? It uh, because you know Will Smith is so innocuous to them uh, that it's not like if Fifty Cent and, and Jay Z had a fight. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. I mean, of course, it still reflects poorly. Mm -hmm. But not, I don't think it's as detrimental because they they put celebrities on a different pedestal and they were they were in tuxedos, you know. <laughs> now, if it had turned into a scrap, if Chris had a fought back, I think it would have been even more uh, damaging to our reputation because now look at these Negroes up here fighting. Initially, everyone thought it was a publicity stunt. It looked like it was a joke. Uh, the way the uh, the delay kind of changed the way like if you've seen the raw footage you know it went mm -hmm. differently than what actually aired because there's a delay in broadcast yeah so so they they dumped it um but of, of course it reflects poorly of course it's look at these negroes again and then you know i'm using negroes as a, a synonym oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know my um, thinking was more along the lines of you know them saying something like this is why you can't let black people in here versus yeah. those with that that are more measured saying to themselves okay those two individuals have an issue between them instead of painting all black people with the same brush i put it so, like this i said see what happens when you add a dj to the oscars it turns <laughs> into a club you know and, <laughs> you know we don't know how to act in the club man and it's so unfortunate because those two guys are, are, you know, iconic figures. And Will Smith has been such a beacon of light and positivity across the globe. For him to be the person to show his ass at the Oscars is ridiculous. And then for him to come up and tearfully apologize to everyone but Chris Rock was also uh, lacking in character, I feel, because now there's an apology circulating. Now he realizes the error of his way because you don't have the right to assault a person based on words they say. I don't care what the forum is. I don't care what the circumstances are. You, Freedom of speech is a true thing. And even if it's something that you don't like to hear somebody say, you know, um, and so it's all unfortunate, man. It's bad. I mean, Will Packer said it was very hurtful for him as a producer, you know, for us to finally get that opportunity and for it to be done so gracefully. And all the winners that we had and, and the victories we were having and Sam Jackson getting his Lifetime Achievement Award as part of it, you know, for it all to be tarnished and everything we're talking about is Will slapping Chris Rock. Is, is, yeah. That's the real unfortunate take from it. Well, you mentioned Chris Rock earlier and how he held his composure. I believe that I saw an initial primal desire to respond to Will Smith in kind. So let's talk about how toxic masculinity could have made the situation worse, not only for those two, but for all of us black men, if it had devolved into a fight? Well, how I, 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 toxic masculinity is a blanket statement. And I don't know how it would apply to this particular instance, because the man told a joke and he, he had the right to defend himself had he reacted the okay. way most, most brothers would. I mm -hmm. wouldn't consider that to be a, a toxic reaction. Uh, but of course, toxic masculinity in our society as a whole is a problem, not just for black men, but all men, because women are subjugated to less pay. They're uh, treated as, uh, you know, sexual objects. And so that makes it toxic. But in this circumstance, I, I don't think it applied. He had every right to defend himself and every right to respond to someone smacking him in the face. So in this circumstance, I, I wouldn't apply it to that. But overall, of course, that's that's the point I was making earlier about not reacting immediately because that's that's when your toxicity comes in when it comes to math because you feel yeah, like that's, that's yeah that's what we're saying yeah 
yeah. So I, I mean, so I'm toxic masculinity would have made it worse. Yeah, yeah, sir. So I, I, I misinterpreted the question. No, no, I, you're I, fine. You're fine. That's yeah, but you know, we got to the point. Um, yeah, it could have been a problem. That's and that's when it really has. I mean, that man's held his composure. This is not the place. This is not the time. And who knows how he'll retaliate? You know, legally, um, in a civil matter, he could. Um, it's, it's all type of things that happen behind the scenes. You never know what what power moves are being made afterwards. But definitely, if he'd have reacted because of his manhood was challenged. And, you know, and most everybody, every dude, it couldn't have been me. I would have blah, 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 blah. You know, mm -hmm. that's where the toxicity comes in. He did what he was supposed to do. He stood there. He took it like a man. He made a, a remark. They they, 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 they kind of discussed it, you know, right then. And he's like, dude, it was a joke. You know, you're tripping. Um, and, and so uh, kudos to Chris on how he handled that. And the hell with all the brothers that, that, that say what they would have done in the circumstance, because you don't know until you're there. And how you would handle something like that. The man, I'm telling you, he was in a state of shock, first of all. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you couldn't even believe he just got smacked at the Oscars. And then he reflected on it and said, man, that was probably the greatest moment in television history. Wow. So you know, far, it doesn't seem like he was wrong. <laughs> yeah. So um, it's a lot to unpack with this thing, man. Um, but as far as the masculinity situation, naturally, if that was the BET Hip Hop Awards and it was two rappers, all type of dudes would have ran out the, out the seats. It had been it had been ugly, you yeah. know. It had been really ugly. So thank God it went the way it went, and these two men can move forward and handle business accordingly off TV. Sure, sure. Now Denzel and and Tyler Perry uh, pulled Smith aside and they chatted with him for a bit. Uh, Denzel apparently said, uh, "At your highest moment, be careful. That's when the devil comes for you." Let's talk about how important friendships and mentorships are to our mental health as black people. Keep us composed or from doing too much. Man, we all need an Uncle Denzel. You know, that was that was a very wise uh, statement. It seems like he has those in his back pocket already. You know, because any interview you ask Denzel, he'll hit you with one real quick. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, really, every time I've seen him interviewed, he's got something that's, that can be in quotes. Uh, it's very important for me and uh to start setting a, a greater example and becoming more involved in, 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 in youth. And, and not just in youth, but like you said, these are two grown men that mentored another grown man. Um, the village has been torn apart, man. We don't have that village mentality. We don't have the, 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 um, the elders, so to speak, yeah. to, to, to go to, or, or they're not able to come to us because we're so divisive, man. I, it was really great the fact that those two men talked to them. But from my standpoint, they should have been talking to Chris. Like, are you okay, bro? Yeah. You know, um, he was the victim in the, in, in the assault. But uh, it was definitely um, heartwarming to hear that the two of them, and, and to see it, actually, we've seen it, that they pulled him to the side and for him to acknowledge what, what Denzel told him. And um, I, mean, I mean, I'm sure Denzel would have never run up and slapped Chris Rock if he'd have assault, uh, insulted his wife. So... The, the unfortunate standpoint of how this all went down, man, it's, it's the bigger take from it and let's be better as men. But also that was an example of how we need to step up for men and, and, and mentor each other. Sure. Sure. Now, do you think this is going to change comedians routines on stage or maybe your personal routine? Well, see, we've had incidents before that um, have kind of altered my thinking on how to go about it. But sometimes in the moment, you never know what you're going to say. And I, I try to have a disclaimer at the beginning of the show. You know, we're here to laugh. This is a I laugh tonight, be serious tomorrow. That was the name of my album when I brought it out because I used to say it to start my show. So people, I was like, anything we say tonight is not about you. It's not personal. But if you heckle someone, 
and a comedian responds to it, then you got to be prepared for the response. You're going to get embarrassed. Leave us alone. You know, let comedians do what we do. On the same token, comedians do not intentionally uh, uh, zoom in on people and, and insult people in a hurtful manner. There's things you could talk about a person if, if it's a shirt or an outfit, you know, that's a choice. It's not a birth defect. You know what I mean? I always say stuff like that. You know, that suit, you picked that suit. You went past several other suits to get to this canary yellow suit and sit in front <laughs> row of a comedy show. You know, that's a choice. Uh, you knew it was coming. Um, but, you know, I, I, I've been more tactful. And then my son, who's a, a very uh, compassionate person, he's an activist and a community uh, leader and such, my son, Damon A. Williams, he uh, told me you have to respect people's humanity. And, and that was more in reference to the pronouns and the uh, homophobia in black comedy, especially. Sure. Uh, and, and the misogyny in black comedy, because it's been a lot of that. If you look at 90s comedy uh, from Eddie Murphy on down to Def Jam and everybody, it was it was kind of bogus. Uh, and now we have a more sensitive climate and people have to be more aware of people's humanity. So that has tempered my performance to a point where, you know, I'm more in tune because not now you tell the joke. You just joking. But you have to realize the impact that jokes have has on that person. Not only at that point, but as they carry it on when they leave, because just like a person tells a good joke and you go around and try to tell other people this joke you heard, a bad joke has the same lingering effect on a person. And that was uh, exemplified in the movie Nutty Professor when Dave Chappelle was you know, roasting the fat uh, Mr. You know, Professor Clump. If yeah. you know that scene, that showed definitely how he sat there and he was just being the, bl the brunt of the joke and everybody in the room was laughing at him and it, it, it diminished him. And you don't want to do that in a situation where you're really trying to entertain and enlighten and uplift people. Sure. Absolutely. Um, so I'm curious, I know you're kind of connected to the uh, comedy camps. Have you heard anything from Chris Rock or his, his camp about, you know, how their reaction is or what they plan on doing? No, actually, that's been uh, well, not directly, definitely on a personal level. But uh, I, I think they've been kind of radio silent. They've kind of kept it low. There's a fake apology going around uh, that the, his uh, PR team has said that's not from them. Uh, Will Smith did make a public apology here. It's posted. Uh, but no, I, I don't have any insight on what Chris's next move is. I do know that his tickets are selling. He's about to go on the world tour and he's got 10 more minutes of material. Because if he don't talk about that, he might as well not show up. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll get it from Chris. You'll just have to pay to see it. Hey, well, that's that's not that's not unwise on his part. Monetize every every scandal is, can be monetized. That's the there thing. All publicity is good publicity when you're selling tickets. There you go. So um, how about this? What's the takeaway here? What What's the lesson for us to learn as black people from this incident? OK, let's start with the age old adage that we were all taught as kids growing up. Sticks and stones can break your bones, but words can never hurt you. OK, will, you know, lighten up. I mean, the man told a quick little joke, inappropriate, uh, distasteful, hurtful, but a joke not meant to, you know, to talk about her condition. Um, you cannot react physically to what someone says verbally is, is first of all, you can catch a case. If, if Chris decided to, to file charges, it's a clear case of assault. You know, he says something, you hit me. That's an assault. So it, it's not worth the circumstances just for that toxic male reaction, as we stated. Sure, sure. Now, I've seen you on your social media. You've kind of uh, 
talked about the situation a few times in a few posts and they're all very funny. So before you get out of here, uh, I want you to plug your social media so people can plug in and get your thoughts and kind of get some levity. Yeah, and I've already taken down one or two of them because it was overkill, but it was it was in the moment. And that I was trying to capitalize as well, because I'm trying okay. to sell tickets. I will be at the Memphis Chuckles Comedy House this weekend. My social media, DamonWilliamsComedy.com is my website and that gets you to all my links. But my, my Instagram in particular is at Damon Williams Comedy. And so is my TikTok, which uh, TikTok is where you'll find mostly stand up clips. I don't do much advertising or any other things on there. And I'm not dancing. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> if you want to get some quick laughs, go to my TikTok and please follow because my, my numbers are real low on TikTok for some reason. I haven't figured out the mentality of it. But um, definitely DamonWilliamsComedy.com will get you everywhere. All right. Well, thank you very much for your insight. Once again, today's guest is the writer, actor, and comedian extraordinaire, Damon Williams. And before I go, I'll leave you with this. We've all been on one or maybe even both sides of a situation like this. The difference is we probably weren't being tested in full view of the world. If you're like me, you hear the news stories of violence, or theft, or drugs, and you hope in your heart that the suspect isn't black. The part that feels unfair is that white people don't seem to experience this in the same way. White people are allowed to have cultural and behavioral outliers to a degree that black people are not. We don't live in fear that all white men are mass shooters to the degree that white people often live in fear that all black men are thugs and gang members. We know that our outliers often reinforce or further shape stereotypes that aren't true to the fullness of our black stories. Some of us might talk during comedies or horror movies, but I've been in rooms where white people talk through friends reruns, aching to tell me behind the scenes details are all about their favorite parts. The thing is that they don't worry that they are misrepresenting all white people. When looking at Will Smith, perhaps the disconnect is that the black man would say, let me not misrepresent my people. But the man would say, let me defend my wife. That night, we saw Will Smith, the man. We live in a society that doesn't allow black men to be men first. The same is true with black women. You know what I mean. An angry woman protecting her children, for example, is simply an angry woman. But an angry black woman is this cultural monster. The same is true for the angry black man. Historically, our manhood wasn't even a part of this new American identity. Remember, they used to refer to us as boy, and in some places they still do. So maybe no one won out of the situation, but at the very least, now the whole world knows a bit more about what we're up against. If Leonardo DiCaprio had slapped Jerry Seinfeld, the story might be half as big, if that. Two black men leading excellent black lives at the height of fame and wealth, however, and the ripples go further. It's almost like black excellence as a concept is being called into question. That is a weight too heavy for me to bear. But maybe, just maybe, one day, after they've fully reconciled, I'll be able to call on my two play uncles to help me with it. This has been a production of the Black Information Network. Today's show was produced by Chris Thompson. Follow us on all social media at Our Daily Story Podcast. I am your host, Ramses Ja. Join us tomorrow as we share our news with our voice from our perspective, right here on Our Daily Story. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, 
mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com.